Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth, for I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, and a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a person's enemies will be those of his own household. Whoever loves his father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my name's sake will find it. What is Jesus talking about in this passage? Especially in times of war. This is one of the most go-to verses for people, for Christians, to justify their violence, their war, their oppression, and destruction of other people. And what I want to provide today is a less exoteric reading of this passage and more of an esoteric reading of this passage. Exoteric meaning the exterior, what's obviously there. If you just wouldn't read it, this is what it is. This is what a lot of evangelicals call a literal reading of the Bible. The problem is it wasn't created to be read literally. Um, some things certainly are, but what I want to provide and what I want to offer is an esoteric understanding, a hidden understanding a understanding that needs eyes to see and ears to hear, as Jesus so frequently tells his followers and his disciples. Essentially, he's saying, if you get it, you get it. And if you don't, you don't. If you got ears, you'll understand. If you don't, then you're not going to. And so I think what Jesus is saying in this passage really needs broken down from an esoteric point of view because Jesus ultimately in his gospels is speaking in parables. He's speaking in riddles. He's trying to get people to peer beyond the veil of all of our conditionings, of all of our assumptions, of all of our expectations of the way the world should be based on our own religious traditions, family traditions, our own presumptions of life. And Jesus is providing an alternative route to the mainstream narrative of being in his ancient Near East Galilean region. And so while some of his things are very exoteric in nature, external, it's just very plain and obvious and wooden and logical and rational, a lot of the things that Jesus speaks of are spiritual and they are deep. And you need to understand metaphor and allegory and analogy and the implications of the greater narrative that's unfolding throughout human history. In large parts, esoteric traditions, spiritual traditions, understand that you can read something that seems plain, but just beneath the surface, there is nuggets of wisdom if you have eyes to see and ears to hear, as Jesus so often tells his followers. So is there something beneath that we are missing in this passage? Or are we really supposed to just 
grab our swords and guns and nuclear weapons and annihilate all of those who stand in opposition to this very American, Western, idealistic form and version of Jesus that we have created. I think that there is some deep hidden truth here, and what we're going to do is explore that today. Jesus is saying the peaceful life is an easy life. It's an uninvolved life. I didn't come to bring peace, or maybe another translation would say, I didn't come just to make you comfortable and disconnected from the reality of life. I didn't come so that you can just sit in prayer and meditation all day and do nothing and not have any skin in the game in this incarnation. I didn't come for that reason. He's saying, I came because I want to impart to you a degree of discernment. That the sword that Jesus speaks of here is not a literal sword, a sword that will actually go out and slay people with. He's talking about a metaphorical sword of the heart. This ability to be able to discern what is in tune with the infinite and what is of this world. What is our attachments to the things that are here and how do we use that sort of discernment to break through into his way? Because as you see further down, he says that he's come to put daughters against mothers and you know sons against fathers, break up this family unit essentially. But the purpose is for what? What purpose is this for? It's to follow me, he says. And whoever loves daughter or son more is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take his cross, essentially, now here's the esoteric meaning of this, whoever does not die to themselves, to that separate self, to the small self, to the self that thinks it's a separate entity from the whole, this egoic reality that each and every one of us have a decision to live into or not live into. We are being imparted a sort of discernment to say, this is in the true self, or this is from the ego, the illusion of separation. Jesus is giving you the ability to be able to make this distinction. And this is going to be painful. It does feel like a sort of death. And it does feel like a sort of killing. A killing of who you think you are, a killing of who you think you should be, a killing of the opinions of your family, of your father, of your brothers, a family severing from all of the expectations and assumptions of who you are supposed to be instead of who you truly are. I think of Carl Jung whenever he has this early life experience he refers to as person one and then whenever he begins to become awakened to the true unconscious self that is beginning to become conscious, he's referring to it as person two. He's not schizophrenic, he's just saying, there is a conditioned version of me that I am evolving out of, and through the sort of discernment, you're able to see those conditionings and cut them off and sever them. You're able to see where things have been projected onto you and where you seek to protect yourself. And Jesus is handing you a sword to cut that shit off of you so that you can step into the fullness of who the spirit wants to become in you and through you and as you, as you follow this way. Jesus says, take up your cross and follow me. 
Whoever finds his life will lose it. So giving up, letting go, relinquishing your egoic control and manipulation of your life that has been informed by other people's opinions of who you are supposed to be. And he says that if you lose your life for my name's sake, you will find it. Now we can become idolaters and say that the person of Jesus is what we're supposed to be holding on to. But Jesus himself says, don't just look to me. I'm a window to the Father. Become aware of the Father. Become one with the Father. That's Jesus' pinnacle prayer in John 17. And so his way is in complete union with the Father. Jesus is living in oneness with the divine infinite, with the Christ, the anointing, the infinite, eternal, universal anointing. Christ literally means anointed. He is anointed to live into the fullness of absolute unity with the Father. And he is giving the ability to do that to each and every one of his disciples, even us today. So what we can see from this passage is that Jesus is saying, if you want to live in oneness with the divine, you are going to not, you're not going to, you should not be rather tempted by the comforts of peace that come with just being apathetic toward the spiritual life. Don't just receive all of your identity that's been handed to you and given to you. Don't just accept all of the tradition that's been placed on you as absolute truth. You are going to need the sword of discernment that's going to cut through all of that so that you can step into the fullness of who you are in union with the Father. And so that's what we're stepping into. The way of Jesus is showing you the way to union, the way to harmony, the way to peace, but not the peace that comes from this sort of insecure identity. Because we know it's actually really easy to just settle into the lot that we've been given in life. It's easy to just have that sort of peace and just sort of waltz through life. But that's not what Jesus is saying. Jesus is implying if you are on the path of wholeness, you are going to have to go through the pain that comes from pruning the self. And so while this verse is so often taken from an exoteric standpoint that we're just supposed to have our idol image of Jesus and can, you know, defeat the world and colonize the world in Jesus name. And Jesus gave us proof here that we're supposed to take a sword and cut people's heads off in his name. Fuck that. That's not what Jesus is talking about. And in this time of war, when we see all of the things happening in Israel, Palestine, Gaza, we see the West Bank, we see all of these things and we see our relatives and people that we love on Facebook just absolutely giving permission that this is what Jesus wants because of Matthew 10. No, this is not what Jesus is talking about in this verse. What Jesus is talking about is you having the discernment to know that that is not what you are supposed to be a part of. As you see your close family members absolutely condoning violence, 
Jesus is talking about the sword of discernment, not the physical sword that takes life. Jesus came that you would have life and have life abundantly. So if you take this exoterically, not esoterically, you are essentially saying, I don't believe that Jesus came to show us the way to abundant eternal life. I came, I'm realizing, or I'm believing that Jesus has come to bring damnation and destruction, which as we know is not the way of Christ. So friend, develop the sword of discernment. And if things feel too comfortable, then you're probably not on the path. If peace is the thing that you are absolutely seeking above all else, then you are seeking a self-centered and selfish life when Jesus came to say, give up your life so that you would give it to help others awaken and through that process, you will too. But it's going to take some painful moments of separation and severing. If you're going to get down to the true self, you're going to have to sever those things within your psyche and within your relationships to be able to live into this sort of state of union and to fulfill your incarnation and your purpose. So with that, friend, my prayer for you is that you are able to have eyes to see and ears to hear the esoteric truth, the golden thread through not only the words of Jesus, but the words of the world's wisdom traditions and begin to realize that this path, this life, this incarnation is not necessarily supposed to be something easy. It takes work, it takes discernment, but there is the path of liberation that is only preceded by suffering. Grace and peace, friends. We'll see you soon.